Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Movie Mavericks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Movie Mavericks. Speaking of fucking long, uncut European cocks. The Movie Mavericks Podcast. Now for your hosts, Jason and Trevor. I can't wait. Hey now everyone, welcome to episode 285 of the Movie Mavericks Podcast. The podcast that is going to love itself and no, it doesn't need anybody else. I'm sending you over to Jason Rugard right now. He's got a rundown. He's going to let us know why you should be so excited for this episode. Because we're going to be talking about Pan, the only wide oh. release coming to theaters this weekend. We'll also get a little bit of trivia, talking about Nicolas Cage turning down a role in Lord of the Rings. I know it's hard to believe he turned down anything, but apparently he turned that down. Uh, MacGyver and Lethal Weapon are talked about as coming to television screens. And John Wick 2 loses a co-director. Also reviews for Maze Runner 2, The Green Inferno, It Follows, Unfinished Business, and trailers for Bone Tomahawk, The Choice, The Forest, a Steve McQueen documentary, and the latest film starring Andrew Garfield and Michael Shannon titled 99 Homes. But first, let's do the box office ace prediction game. Not a question of enough, pal. Zero sum gains. Somebody wins, yeah. somebody loses. Let's play the HSX.com box office prediction game. <laughs> okay. I thought Douglas was on strike. Oh, I thought oh he was no. on SAG. He's, <laughs> he's, he's here just for us. He comes every week just, just for us. Well, he's coming too much. So he got throat cancer. All right, let's talk about the movies this week. And we got Pan. Right, we got the the Disney adaptation, the mm-hmm. reboot once again of this. Once again, yeah. Well, didn't they do this in two thousand and three? Didn't we get a, like a Peter Pan that was uh, with Jason Isaac and a, there was already a Peter sure. Pan slight reboot that didn't do too well. But this <laughs> I mean, is, hook was would technically be what this was in the nineties, right? I feel like this is more along the lines of Cinderella and things like that that we've seen. Well, recently. I mean, nowadays, sure. If you want, it's an, it's an, it's not. A 90s movie. It's clearly a movie for today's audience. Do you think this takes off the way that Pirates of the Caribbean did? No. No? I'm hearing a lot of people buzz about this all of a sudden, though. Mm. And I'm I'm not excited about this in the least. So I think I'd be surprised. Be hampering my uh, predictions here. Uh, what, do you, is there a bar? Do we know what the bar is on this? Uh, the bar is 15 for this and the walk. Yeah. Hmm. That... That seems low, actually, for this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> shit, I'll go 17. Oh, well, I'm not moving. That was my pick, 17. I'm not moving. <laughs> this is mine. I'm king of the hill. It took me a while to land on that number. I'm not moving. All right. Well, I just fucking we can have it, it together. So there we go. There's your analytics compared to mine. <laughs> it's Moneyball, baby. All right. Uh, we got the walk now, which has basically not done well in the limited IMAX release from the numbers that we saw Everest do in its limited I mean, Everest did seven million in right. limited release. The Walk did three. So mm-hmm. I don't know what this is going to open up with, really. But I don't see a lot of vested interest in this. People are mm-hmm. mocking it in a lot of ways, saying that it looks like a Saturday Night Live parody. Is what I've been told multiple well, that's, times. You know, Zemeckis's problem. I thought the same thing with Flight. You know, it feels like he's trying too hard. Like he's very much trying to make a movie in a certain mold, and really in the awards mold. 
And it just, it's coming off a little, not so good. Apparently the last 30 minutes of this movie are the reason to see it. But then again, um, you know, do you really want to sit through a movie to see it mm-hmm. for just the last 30 minutes? However, is this going to reach audiences with The Martian out, with Sicario, with all these adult-themed Everest Sicario's itself? dead. Uh, um, I don't know. I think that <laughs> might might level out this weekend. Um, to what? I think it'll be Another battling. 12? <laughs> well, no, even if it does half, I think that – I don't think this does all that well. I'm going to go 7 million for this. Oh, really? Well, I, I'm going to go 13. Mm. Um, just because, I mean, Sicario did 12. This has to uh, – I don't know. Although it doesn't have to. <laughs> it has to. Right? Yeah, this could do four for all I know. Um, I'm just happy that I, I damn near nailed the Martian. You damn near. Um, oh, man. And that is like Matt Damon. Futurama episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking Matt Damon, right? That's a song. <laughs> and you're fucking Ben Affleck. I've, I've never heard that. You don't know the Jimmy Kimmel shit? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, Jimmy Kimmel and Matt Damon have a special relationship. It's very great. All right. Well, that's uh, our predictions this week for the box office. Kind of a lonely week at the box office. Pan picked a good week to come out because uh, it really has very, did, very limited competition. Did it pick it? Well, <laughs> or was it picked for it? It was. Pick- I think Pan <laughs> said, hey, I'm coming out this weekend, fuckers. Get ready. Pan, Pan will be panned, yeah. Uh, and uh, trivia. I got some trivia for you. This trivia surprised oh, the shit out of me when I learned the answer to this. Really? Uh, yeah, I really did. I, uh, what movie has mm-hmm. destroyed the most cars on screen? And I, I maybe unfairly know this because I've seen this movie a hundred million times because it's one of my dad's favorites. Uh, I'm going to say the Blues Brothers. That's exactly what I said because of that infamous is that crash, not true? right? It's not true. Really? What is it? It is Transformers Dark of the Moon. Oh, well, that's not really fair. Right? That's what I'm saying because hmm. of the power of Texas. But that movie destroyed 532 cars on but the But how many – but real move? but they're not even real cars though then. They're shells, you have to imagine, and whatnot. They're not, like, working. Shells? I mean, how many of them were CGI? Uh, oh, that's true. That's true. I didn't think about that. But apparently mm, it has That's a good the, question. Huh? Uh, I didn't I even what, notice, I guess. Is, are we going to put, like, an asterisk next to this trivia question, kind of like Bonds uh, for being well, on I just didn't – I just – I don't remember that many cars being destroyed in that movie. I, uh, my first guess was the Blues Brothers. Watch it again. Because that obviously has – Oh, God. A shitload of cars get yeah. ruined in that. Uh, and then somebody said um, Independence Day, which huh. I recall quite a few cars getting. But I thought that's CG, obviously, with the cars flipping hmm. and coming that's... towards the camera and stuff. So, um, yeah, 532 yeah, I, for Transformers hmm. 3 was the unofficial leader of that category, from what I heard. That's yeah. interesting. Hmm. You Blues Brother fan, though, huh? He saw the first one a lot of times? Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a good movie. The second one sucked, though, right? Yeah, I haven't seen it since it came out. <laughs> it's, uh, I saw it in the theater and it was like, what yeah. is? It, 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 it sucks. A bit lost. All right, let's talk about the incomparable Nicolas Cage. Incomparable. Because who, who else could do what Nicolas Cage does on screen? Well, who who else would? Exactly. Right, that's that's the question. <laughs> that's, that's the rub, right? So, um, but, yeah. Apparently he turned down the role of Argon. In uh, Lord of the Rings. And like I said at the head, but, I, I can't believe he turned down anything. So would, yeah. Well, it probably, I don't know. Could you imagine him in that? It wouldn't, I don't think it would work. But you're a hobbit. Be too much. He'd be, he'd be too weird. I think he decided to do the great projects like Season of the Witch instead. The great Sorcerer. projects? <laughs> Take a shot. All right. Well, he he clearly didn't take the shot. 
He clearly <laughs> didn't take the shot. <laughs> he took. He took no shot. Apparently, yeah, that is surprising because he could. Because that was there'd be three movies. There'd be lots of money there. Yeah, it's probably too long of a commitment though. And he needs to roam and be free. <laughs> you know, he's, he's gotta. I gotta do things, asshole. <laughs> All right, so MacGyver, um, you know, not surprisingly, they're talking about rebooting that because I don't know why they haven't tried that at least two times but already. Why? That seems who wants, right to re- for... who wants to watch MacGyver again? Nobody, but it's got some sort of name <laughs> value and recognition, so fuck it. Uh, but Lethal Weapon, Fox wants to bring. They've already ordered the pilot for this. Now, they've tried this with Beverly Hills Cop 4, and, and Eddie Murphy was even involved in the writing and in that episode starring mm-hmm. or co-starring, and that couldn't get off the ground. So why do they think that Lethal Weapon is going to translate to... Uh, we have yeah, a rush hour show coming can't, this week. Anyways, you know? you know that there's a rush hour show coming yeah. out. But they almost they I mean, rush hour maybe a little bit more than Lethal Weapon just because it's a little glossier. But Lethal Weapon is just not. I don't know. Sometimes these things just I can't. Who can play these characters? To me, this seems like it's going to be CSI. Lethal Weapon, you know, or right? Like that. Yeah, so NCIS Lethal it's, Weapon. It's, yeah, because you certainly couldn't have the original Lethal Weapon style. No, or the darkness to that. I mean, this is very yeah. dark. The first film is very dark. I mean, it's guys on the edge of suicide for most of that movie until mm. the very end when he realizes. Well, hey, so it'll be more like the fourth one. Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> great. Actually, I don't mind Lethal Weapon movies, any of them. So, but I just don't think a television show is warranted. And like you said, casting becomes a major, major problem. Yeah. Although yeah. Hugh Jackman will probably do it. <laughs> could, if it's an event series. I think he could do it. Uh, He'll be he can't in. recast it. He'll let everything. He's in everything. There's no Danny Glover. Are you going to put Tracy Morgan with him? Um. Well, you could actually get the real – you could get Daniel Glover. <laughs> Donald Loge is good. <laughs> yeah. John Wick 2 is coming out next year, and I loved John Wick. I know you were a big fan of it mm-hmm. as well. I think anybody that's seen John Wick, it's hard not to like that movie. It just kicks ass, and uh, they're making John Wick 2, unsurprisingly, but what is surprising is that co-director David Lettich is walking away, letting uh, Chad Stilinski direct it on his own. He's going to go off and do a film, a comic book adaptation with Charlize Theron. Uh, you think this is going to affect the movie at all, or you think this they've already worked this out and... I, mean, I don't Probably know how you. Not. I mean, was the first one really that well directed? It was well choreographed. These guys yeah, are exactly, but guys. it wasn't necessarily. As a movie, it kind of just unfolded on its own, right? It didn't really. It, I it just didn't have any central like amazement to it, but as, it wasn't overly complicated, which was the beautiful. Part. Yeah, I mean, as going through it, yeah, it was basically a stunt show. So, if they just do that again, then what would be the, what would the problem be? <laughs> I think that the John Wick 2 has is the rare case where it probably will outgross the original because it's grown in popularity uh, mm-hmm. on video, on HBO, and people are talking about it now more than it last year in theaters. I just feel like it got <laughs> crunched between uh, Walking Amongst the Tombstone and The Equalizer and a lot of yeah. revenge theme movies that were out in that short window last year. And it was kind of the, you know, as you say, it was the one without, you know, its gimmick was that it was it was simple, which I don't know that necessarily that doesn't seem to really bring out the crowds anymore, you know? But action film lovers like myself who complain, and you as well complain as well, sure. about movies being too long and too overly uh, sequenced, This that was very clean the way it was done. So, yeah. And shot beautifully. I agree. I concur. So what do you got? Okay, let's take a quick break and we'll come back with our reviews of four mm-hmm. new movies out today. This podcast is a proud member of the Lamb Podcasting Network. 
Find the network at largeassmovieblogs.com. Moin, wir die Mädels mit Akzente von dem Tvers Universal Podcast. Ham Bahu Bashi Larkia Hebraman Kepal Ke Podcast. Olá, nós somos as miúdas com Starks do podcast Através do Universo. What? Moin, moin, I'm Matt. Namaste, I'm Nick. Olá, I'm Sophia. We're the chicks with accents. From across the universe podcast. Join us every fortnight. Every fortnight? The fucking commies are we coming, should, bro. <laughs> we should be doing this every fortnight. <laughs> Does that mean we have to do this every 28 days or something? I don't know, I don't what, that, know what that, yeah. that means. Or is that four score? I don't know I'm, what Fortnite President means. President Lincoln will let us know. <laughs> He'll get through this mess and <laughs> this whole mess out. All right. Reviews. We got some reviews. Reviews. What do you want to go here? Hit me with the Maze Runner. The Maze Runner, Maze Runner Two. You know, I talked last week about the Maze Runner One. I liked it, three stars. Mm-hmm. Maze Runner Two, it's okay, two stars. I really, the problem with the Maze Runner is it got less interesting as it went on, and, the, and now Maze Runner Two, they have nowhere left to go, and it really, uh, it's just it, it's it, too many scenes of somebody have a gun on them about to get taken out, and somebody from off screen shoots them or hits them with something, or that happened five or six times and it's a movie where they yell the fucking characters names over thomas thomas <laughs> thomas it's like a horror movie you know what i mean to where you just focus they on that no if hmm. i heard thomas or Teresa screamed one more time it just i don't know if it's a sign of bad acting bad writing uh poor direction i can't really tell you but it just was frenzied movement uh, without really any purpose a bad second chapter hmm. not worth seeing that's unfortunate. I'll, I'll see it anyways, but <laughs> I was I was kind of let down by it because I did thought I thought the first one was a guilty pleasure, so I thought yeah. this one would be equally as fun. But even the mm-hmm. effects looked a little cheaper this time around, or just a little bit more haphazardly thrown together. Really? Because like, I thought the trailer out. actually looked like they were going to try to maybe they oh, tried to go yeah, too big. Yeah, because they show you all the great things in the trailer. Yeah. The trailer is cut nicely, but yeah. you watch this movie and you're wondering where you know two hours and ten minutes is going to go <laughs> when they're just running around from shit. And apparently, it's going to go to name calling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of scenes of people almost getting taken out. Almost. So no one dies in this. <laughs> uh, no, they do. It's just not the person who's going to get so killed don't. at the moment. It's somebody from off screen that shoots somebody or runs somebody over or hits them with a rock or something fucking stupid like that. Yeah. The talking villain scenario uh, works in this all the time. You have too many people chasing a small set of people and you can't kill them all off. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh well, it follows. How's that? I've been wanting to watch this one. The horror movie. Yeah, so this is uh I was surprised at how good this was. And a lot of people before I get into my thing, I, I read a lot of people didn't like this movie because uh, and I heard a lot of comparison to things like Lars von Trier and stuff. And I got to say, have those people not seen John Carpenter's work in Halloween cuz that's clearly what this is is pushed to. And it's very moody. Um, the entire movie feels like a horror movie, like Halloween did, even when there's no horror going on. I love that. You still have that ominous feeling, and the score is so good. And it's, it's, it's a John Carpenter score, like um, just creepy and like a lot of noise and, um, you know, a lot of synth like noises, basically. Um, it just reminded me a lot of Halloween, and it is creepy. Uh, it's essentially it follows and it literally does follow, but it can only walk. So it moves very slowly, but it's creepy, man. Hmm. It's very, I'm creepy. intrigued. Cause this got great reviews, uh, critically. And that doesn't usually happen, but I thought, is this a foreign film or was this a foreign film that they redid in America or? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. So this is just a concept that's, that's just fresh and, um, 
I don't know. I'm curious because I've heard nothing but good things about this. Um, so. Yeah, I was surprised at how much how much um, I like it. You've seen a lot of this genre, um, so you're pretty hard on it. So I'm, I'm curious now. And yeah, Carpenter is a it's, great. It's, I mean, I wish we had more movies like Carpenter movies. I wish he did more. Uh, that's why. That's why I say you'd probably like it because it's very Carpenter esque. It's just it's shot beautifully. Like it looks beautiful. Every. Um, it, camera movements are are great in this, and, and everything feels very creepy. And it feels like like you at times are following someone very slowly as the camera slowly pushes in a lot and does things like that. So the whole movie is just uh, amped up to be very moody. Well, I like how you said oh, it's a full horror movie all the time, even when stuff isn't happening, which is uh, what most horror movies can't pull off. You know, right? The suspense angle, but that's kind of what Halloween was, right? Absolutely, like even when they yeah. were walking down the street or anything, it felt like. At any moment, Michael Myers could pop out and kill someone, like just any at any moment. And that was very much uh, running through this entire film as well. Well, now that it's October, I'm definitely going to have to watch It Follows. It goes on a, the movie review-a-thon, the October review-a-thon <laughs> horror movies. Uh, I saw The Green Inferno, which is a horror movie of a different type. This is more of a, a gore movie, if you will. This is Eli Roth's latest, uh, really only releasing on a handful of screens. We talked about it a bit last show and a couple shows before we talked about the trailer. So if you know, it's about a, a tribe of cannibals, but this movie is truly about female genital mutilation, which they do oh. kind of throw in in the beginning about tribes in Africa and Peru and the Amazon that do these things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just, it, it's a movie, somebody said, oh, it's not to Does be enjoyed. Does it have a message? Is that what you're saying? No, no. it really does. It tries. I'll say this. It's somewhere between Hostile 1 and Hostile 2. I mean, female mutilation or genitalia mutilation, usually that sounds like a message. It should because it's set up to have a message, but it, wow. it doesn't have the twist that it should. Like like a Eli Roth's Hostile, ho, ho, excuse me, Hostile 2 had a great twist. This has no twist. It just is kind of – it's just definitely gory, and it's humorous in some sense of the word. Uh, when they give a dead body, when they stuff it with marijuana and they realize that the tribesmen are falling asleep and then they wake up with the munchies, you know, but so like, it's kind (laughs) of humorous in a way, but I mean, there are things in here that just put it like this. I bought a bag of candy and as the movie progressed, (laughs) I was like, I better get this bag of candy down fast because when they're eating tongues and shit, I can't be eating my, my (laughs) canikes. Hopefully you got something squishy. Oh no! I had like some, some Swedish the, the fish Swedish or something. I had yeah. squirts, you know what I mean? I was like, I gotta get these down with the preview because they're eating tongues here. Uh, it's professionally shot, beautifully shot, and um, in the first thirty minutes, it's got some very, very bad acting in this movie. And there are a couple of smarry asshole characters that are you see through as villains right away. But what's set up in the first thirty minutes, and this does—it really doesn't get off the ground until about forty-five minutes in. Um, doesn't really ever pay off. There is no message. There's no reason hmm. for its existence, and. It's really, in a lot of ways, amateurishly done in some payoffs that you would expect to be bigger. I was very surprised that some of the – I don't Is know that, if they were trimmed because of the MPAA or, or what. Right. but Yeah, uh, so you're feeling that this maybe got set maybe, on the shelf for a reason? Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. That's kind of what I'm hearing. <laughs> but not for a lack of going out there and making it look beautiful on the river. I mean, they got some great shots mm-hmm. in this thing. So uh, it's professionally done. It's just not worth your time. <laughs> 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 all right we Fair saw unfinished enough. business i saw about half of this movie before i i fell asleep a while back and uh, uh-huh. i never finished it because i just didn't give a shit so really i loved it, it. I, re- I really liked this movie you I, really liked it huh? i did i thought it was very funny um it was just a it's a perfect um 
it, it raised my spirits anyhow. And it's a perfect, like, shitty comedy. It's, it's just... better than the internship, which is kind of a lot of the same stuff that was addressing, mm-hmm. I thought. Didn't you think with the whole out of age, out of cutch, uh, you've, you've outgrown your job and where are you in the world? I guess. I mean, that I, that really wasn't – I don't think what this was. This was more about just weird people, right? I mean, his kids. And you looked at, then you looked at these two people were like his kids. You know, everyone was kind of a weird loser who had – who were trying to learn how to, you know, face themselves, you know, and face their that they're different than everyone else. And he's the person who's like trying not to do that the hardest, you know, until the end when finally he finally has to face the fact that – He's you know, he's one of these guys. I like. He's part of the crew. But I thought it was funny. I, I liked it. It's I shitty. Liked a I lot of the not, the but. jokes that were in this and, and set up. I mean, I particularly liked the bit with the maid. I, I thought, thought yeah, Tom funny. Wilkinson was funny. I thought Dave Franco was really funny in this. You like Franco Vince quite Vaughn. a bit though, um, so it doesn't surprise mm-hmm. me. But I did think that Vaughn's, uh, Vince Vaughn was a little bit more relaxed here than he's been in, in recent. I know he's. He's not typically very energetic. Well, but. it just felt like everyone gave it their whole in this, even though it wasn't. It maybe wasn't like the the greatest comedy ever. You know, this wasn't Ted one, right? I mean, there are have been those comedies that have just kind of blown you away, and this isn't one of those. But f- as far as a, a a rental goes, and watching it in your in your home, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, some decent jokes in the first hour, but I didn't set up to watch the second hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it more than that. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so do you have a streaming online pick of the week? Anything you want to recommend to the listeners out there? Netflix um, and uh, HBO yeah, streaming, you know, Showtime streaming, all that kind of stuff. They just put uh, Hulu. all of the Goldbergs is on Hulu now, so watch that because I'm going through it and just I'm hooked. And I already said I was hooked, but it wasn't streaming before. Now they got it all on there. Now season three is, is out. All right, my pick is something called Flashpoint, which is a thriller from 1984 with Chris Christopherson and Treat Williams. I know you're a fan of the Williams brother, and uh, he's good in this. <laughs> he's he's really good in this movie. He's a co-star, and this is the typical uh, sheriffs find a body and money out in the desert. You know, it's kind of the No Country for Old Men setup, uh, the gift, if you will, or what was the one with uh, Sam Raimi and uh, Billy Bob Thornton and whatnot? Was it the gift? Ah, shit, it was um, The Gift. Yeah. We did this before. Yeah, The Gift. <laughs> yeah, regardless, that was a really good one. And this is uh, really good as well, although it, it loses itself in the big revolution at the end. Uh, and you'll know what I mean by revolution when you see this movie. So. <laughs> uh, but well done and moody is all hell to get out. Great score by Tangerine Dream and really some nice shots in this. Ple- pleasantly surprised for a movie from 1984 that I wasn't expecting shit from. So check it out if you get a chance. You'll be surprised. All right. Right, boy. Where are we at now? Trailers? 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 Trailers can be wondrous things, giving us insight into the unseen movies of the future. But when they're bad, fire photon torpedoes. Shields up, red alert. Prepare for trailer addict. That's right. Fire photon torpedoes at Skype right now. Yeah, Skype's fucking us right yeah, now. Yeah, if there's a little bit of lag here or there throughout the episode, we apologize, but it's technology, man. It doesn't talking, like us. Trevor and I are talking through uh, <laughs> two cans on a wire. Yeah, right we gotta, we're like, you got to hold it tight. you got to hold the wire tight or it doesn't work. <laughs> Is this on? <laughs> okay. All right, we got some trailers here. Uh, the first one, we got Kurt Russell, who looks like he stepped off Quentin Tarantino's set and said, fuck it, I'm not cutting my hair or shaving. What else you got? <laughs> 
I mean, is this the companion piece to <laughs> Hateful Eight? Uh, is it? I don't know. He looks the exact same, does he not? He does kind of look the same. Got the same look going, but this is Bone Tomahawk we're talking about. I thought maybe he was was Wyatt Earp. And uh, this looks interesting. This looks pretty good. I like the cast a lot. Kurt Russell, Patrick Wilson, uh, Matthew Fox is in this, David Arquette. I don't know whoever likes David Arquette. But Richard Jenkins is also in this. He's awesome. Michael Paré is in this. This is going to be about uh, Sid Haig. Fuck it, I'm watching it. (laughs) Sid Haig's in this? You didn't say Sid Haig's in this. Holy shit. Oh, my God. The people. man is a star, people. When will you understand this? Um. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, right. So it's about cannibals. It's like uh, it's basically like the Green Inferno, except it's a Western, right? Exactly. But there, it looks a little bit zombie-like, does it not? I mean, I thought that kind of was the touch here in the, the trailer. I don't think it looks – I didn't get that at all. I mean, they were wearing makeup, the natives. But I didn't think they were zombies. I like that last shot when uh, the guy's putting this big bone tomahawk in, in bone tomahawk's oh, mouth. God. I mean, yeah, it looks gruesome. <laughs> yeah, it looks like the end of him. I mean, I saw this trailer in the theater when I saw The Great Inferno, and I thought, man, that thing looks pretty gruesome. And then I saw the whole female genital mutual. I just, it was, the FGM <laughs> shit was nasty. Can't get out of my mind. But uh, bone tomahawk looks good. When does this come out? I think this comes out October 27th. Uh, 23rd. Yeah, this looks really good, and um, I think this is a video-on-demand simultaneous release, so... Oh, yeah, this is a... You can tell this is not expensive. No, no. <laughs> but I like westerns that have a supernatural element. I liked the Wesley Snipes one, the Gallo Walkers that was out a while ago. I don't know and, if this uh, has a supernatural element. It kind of made you think that it did, but... I don't know, man. It just looked like... Like that was just the feel. Mm. I mean, did you really see zombies no i thought just the way that they were moving and they were in the shadows and it was yeah. kind of like an unseenable force that was just all over the place that wanted to eat them it was kind of zombie-esque i think everything i see now i think zombies yeah. <laughs> it can't be helped that's oh by the way that's another thing they don't tell you about in maze runner 2 there's, there's fucking zombies zombie. well no they're people infected with the virus so yeah they're zombies oh that already that sounds bad there you go there's a virus oh of course, that's what fucked up the world, just like Resident Evil. Hmm. The Alice Corporation. Next, um, we got The Choice, Nicholas Sparks' latest cinematic masterpiece after the longest ride, Safe Haven, <laughs> The Best of Me, Notebooks, whatever else you got here. I mean, this is just Fifty Shades of Grey. No, that's that's not that's him. E.L. James. But this is you got uh, <laughs> you got the choice here coming from Lionsgate, which is like even the second tier guys are trying to get in on this shit now. And this one looks the worst of all of them yet. I mean, the other ones had trailers yeah, these, that were at least decent. This just, was the longest ride had a decent trailer at one point. They cut the thing after Fifty Shades of Grey came sure. out. They cut a trailer. These, that was these all look the fucking same at this point to me. Uh, this <laughs> I mean, I really... don't see a difference between this and what, what was the the Marsden one that was that came out before this? Best of Me was that Best of Me? It looks the same. Uh, at least that guy He's was a little all... dangerous. He was like a criminal and shit. This guy in the fuck dog fucks his neighbor's at, dog and they have puppies. At least that, that's this guy cute. was dangerous. That's your meat cute? Okay. Well, I mean, he was supposed to be like a convicted felon and he was oh, out. I'm sure. Like, oh, I'm sure he was bad. real tough. Well, this guy's dog <laughs> fucks the neighbor's dog and that's their meat cute. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's dangerous. That is dangerous. And you got to have those puppies. What are you going to do with those? Who's going to raise these? You got to get rid of those fucking things, man. That shit's hard to, to get rid of. 
Well, is that what the choice was for the dog to abort it or keep it? <laughs> I didn't Could know. Could be. Could be. It's an animal, animal abortion rights I movie. I don't know. Yeah, this looks Terrible like basically movie. every Hallmark-esque movie like this, right? This is pretty basic. Yeah, this is a cut and paste as far as it comes. So. And even the leads are, are nondescript, so I didn't want to mention it any further than we have. Oh, Next we up will. is The Forest, which to me looks like a moody little thriller. Uh, slash horror film kind of in the vein of the ring one it kept reminding me of mm-hmm. uh, with a girl that goes to a foreign land it's not japan this time but it's uh it's, japan. Somewhere... No, it's fiji right no japan i thought it was somewhere in fiji um and no. uh it goes to this forest where people are known to go off and commit suicide at so uh, this really looked interesting to me i, I wasn't going for it. i thought ah shit, i read the description and then I started watching it and it won me over i kind of want to see this hmm. i don't know i I'm, i was a little bored with it by the time we were done, I, you know, I, I feel like I've seen this. There's just not going to be much of a, of anything else in it. It's all she's set gonna up. She's going to go. She's going to look for her sister. Yeah. And then that thing, the ghosts are going to like follow her and try to scare her and stuff. And she's going to persevere. I would imagine. It just doesn't seem like, I don't know what else is there. It doesn't look nearly as unsettling as that trailer for the witch that we watched a while back about the, uh, the pilgrims right, that were yeah. settling, you know, in the next to the forest that was obviously haunted. It looks that like looks a, fucking frightening. This looks a little bit more. Uh, this looks pretty run of the mill. That this looks a little bit more lo- glossier with with some of the textures and, and some of the frames. Really, but kind it kind of, nice. of. I don't. I don't know. I thought it looked a little cheap. Did you? You thought it was a little B movie esque? Yeah, I thought it was a lot B movie esque. Uh, I thought it looked. Uh, Want to be a twenty four? Shooting the forest. It's. Yeah, but a lot of these, that's how Japanese horror movie stuff is. It always tries to be very artsy. It, it never is. It you just didn't like, never is. You didn't like Ringu or The Grudge? No. No. All right. Steve McQueen, The Man in Le Mans, is a documentary about Steve McQueen and the movie he was making about the Le Mans race. Uh, I'm not a Steve McQueen fan. Right up front. Are you, you like McQueen? You don't like McQueen? Yeah. I just never was a McQueen fan. I mean, I like movies he was in, but I never followed him. I always liked like well, Newman better that, or some, you know, true, those kind but... of guys. But I was never like a McQueen guy. So, uh, but I he was, he was also dead. Well, I know, but still, <laughs> I've gone back and watched a so, lot. Of, uh, you know, I like certain actors. It's not really. Era, I mean, he's but... kind of like the George Clooney of like you know the seventies, sixties, seventies, eight. You know, see, I put him more so... like a Harrison Ford before Harrison Ford was around. Kind of well, even that same, same hard drinking and I'm going to yeah, do what I'm going to do. Possibly, but he was far more, I think, in the spotlight than Ford was or is. Harrison no. Ford disappeared quick. I think by his own making. I mean, should he moved to like a ranch in Colorado. Yeah, well, fair enough. But I, I just mean, yeah, you're right. I don't know. If you have, you've seen The Getaway, right? Yeah, The Getaway's awesome. The Getaway's fucking awesome. The Queen's awesome in that. That's probably my, easily my favorite McQueen movie. Uh, I mean, The Great Escape's um, good. Obviously, he's sure, good. Thomas Crown Affair, you know, Bullet, Le Mans, this movie right here. Um, yeah, sure, he's he's in a bunch of good stuff. But the documentary doesn't look that compelling to me. I don't I don't find this. I don't see an angle I'm here. Not What's sure it trying to say? What it's about. Yeah, I was like, what are you saying here with this? Um, it looks really professionally made. Um, I will say that, but I'm not a hundred percent sure why. Other than the fact that you know, it would be interesting to see behind the scenes of. Uh, an older movie. Um, I yeah, I don't get the point. Yeah. Why do I care so much? 
that that was my problem with this trailer was what is the angle here you're trying to say about? I mean, we know McQueen did this, we know he did that, and he was obsessed with being a, a driver and a macho guy just as much as he was an actor. But well, this was a so what a famously horrible uh, filming experience, right? Right. So I, I guess that would I guess be the angle, but I, we didn't see any of that in this. Yeah, this isn't coming off like a Hearts of Darkness, you know, the about Apocalypse Now or any of those kind of great behind even Full Tilt Boogie. Uh, which is great right. behind the scenes on <laughs> uh, from Best Till Dawn, but this yeah, is right. this just looked like a run of the mill um, bio kind of documentary. I don't know. I, I didn't. And Chad McQueen, yeah, weird. Good God, stop get stop living off Daddy already. Go back to making bad karate movies. Made <laughs> a shitload of bad karate movies. Look it up. Jason's not joking. He really wants him back. No, I do. I'm serious. I I'm, yeah. I miss him. He made one with the Ultimate Warrior. From WWF, oh. uh, I think it was called Takedown. Uh, it's bad. Hmm. You Sounds that awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those tournament fighting movies, a la Bloodsport. But it's like um, perfect. They made Bo- so many of that. Yeah, movie? but it's like oh. futuristic Los Angeles in the box. Oh, says it's like better. 2050, but in the the title card says 2027. You're like, wait a minute here. That's the best. Did somebody writing the, the synopsis time not actually see the movie? <laughs> the time traveling. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, 1993's version of 2027 uh, looks frighteningly nothing like 2015, so I can't imagine in <laughs> 12 years we'll be there. Oh, it's going to get worse, apparently. According to that movie, it's going to get way worse. Yeah, apparently, according to that movie, <laughs> we're going to wear ha- everyone's gonna wear hammer pants and fight underground parking lots. Oh, I can only hope. With no skill or coordination or choreographing. No, last I'll, show, I'll fit right in. <laughs> the last trailer on today's show is going to be 99 Homes, uh, Andrew Garfield, Michael Shannon, Super serious movie, Oscar bait all the way, and Shannon looks good in this as always, but this looks a lot like that demolition trailer we saw with Jake Gyllenhaal in a sense where a guy's, you know, I'm going to stick, I'm having a change of heart, and I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and make a stand, and I didn't I didn't buy Garfield in this trailer at all. Yeah, he seems really weak in this. Um, lightweight and, as fuck. Not, not even, yeah, just as like from an acting standpoint, and even as a presence, um, I mean, almost we've seen like people like Hayden Christensen try to do roles like this as well and come off really weak. Yeah, right. And Shattered and, Glass. Um, same, I was seeing the same thing. Yeah, Shattered Glass. What was um, uh, there was a one with Harrison Ford and um, was it Paranoia? Is that what I'm thinking of? Paranoia with Gary Oldman. If you remember that, and uh, and I believe Liam Hemsworth was the was the guy playing that role in that. Right. And that dude, reminded me of that as well. The kind of low rent, low budget thrillers. They just, they, first of all, Shannon looks like he's doing, uh, uh, you know, chewing the scenery left and right in this That's thing. That's what he does he's now. Acting this guy off the fucking screen. If, they, if you get him in the right fucking role, he would be so fucking awesome. But I just wish he could find that role. <laughs> they got to reel him in here a little bit. He's he's gone off the deep end, but when he's good, yeah, he's, he's great. Um, too he's much been in this, but yeah. allowed to get you know little little Shannon esque. Feel like he's playing General Zod all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I command you to give me this fucking home. <laughs> it does a little bit. I mean, in young ones, he's he's way more subdued in, in that futuristic western. Uh, even um, in the longer, what, but... what was the the future the post apocalyptic one with the daughter. Like after tomorrow or ah shit, man, 
It's been a long damn day. I can't oh, think of the name of the movie, but the post-apocalyptic one he did with his daughter where he was tripping out. It was really good, and he was very subdued in that movie. And because of his weird facial features and the way he – his delivery, when he slowed down a little <laughs> so bit and reined in, he's, he's creepy. He's offbeat sometimes, but yeah. he's kind of heartwarming when he wants to be nice. But when he's amped up, he just comes off like a raging Gene Hackman. It's very strange. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like spitting and blustering. But I do like him, and this movie just doesn't look very interesting. Uh, no, I got to admit it. I don't have any interest in seeing this movie, although mm-hmm. it looks very topical. It reminds me of mm-hmm. something like Rampage from when what that is? came out, and that was topical, right. and it's going to get Oscar attention. But, but is this topical anymore? I mean, it's like a home thing. It hasn't the, the whole losing your home thing. Aren't we already past that? Especially when they're making movies like The Big Short, which we talked about last week, which is all about the housing market and shorting. You know, and it, that it, looks it, so much better. But that's right. like, I don't know. That's the story that you want to hear from from back then is is to see the big guys doing their thing, not necessarily like a little hustler guys ripping off some people, right? Yeah, I'm really not like, sure what they're doing in this. I, I know that Andrew Garfield loses his house. Uh, my, my Michael Shannon is the guy responsible, right? And he goes to work for him, but I mean, what? Yeah, isn't that not just a little too cutesy? I don't know. No, a little too fucking. It's called a plot device. <laughs> That's exactly what that is. Seems a bit much. Yeah, so we don't recommend that one. But uh, I do like the Bone Tomahawk trailer on this week's show and the Forest trailer, yes. really. But Jason, Jason's favorite moment of this entire episode was watching Kurt Russell get a bone in his mouth. Yeah, getting bone tomahawked. Mm-hmm. He got boned, all right. I love Kurt Russell. I loved Kurt Russell before it was like hipster to love Kurt Russell. I think it's bullshit now. <laughs> I do, honestly. I think it's like this, this whole like renewed, like ever since the Art of the Steel, people are like, it's cool to be a Kurt Russell fan. But, you know, where were you back when he was making the thing? I know you were a fan, so I'm not talking about you specifically, but a lot of people. I mean, if you didn't see... I think people have liked Russell for a long time, but he hasn't been around, so... Ah, but he's done quality work. I mean, he's if you look at the genre and the weird shit he's done, who else has done, Mm -hmm. like, Soldier and Overboard? That's a great... That's Mm -hmm. a random shit to have on your resume. Soldier's so... Soldier's they're, fucking terrible. They're both really not very good. No. But, <laughs> oh, girls love Overboard. It's oh, I know. I, I'm well aware. I know. Uh, yeah, I, I was around. I fucking know. I oh, remember to this that day, shit. Any chick I've ever known has fucking really? Overboard in their collection or they Even talk about it. Young, to this younger, fucking day. Of what age range? Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, not like older, kicking it with my tweens older. or anything, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, not even in their 20s people were, were watching Overboard? Yeah. Get out of town. I don't Get out of town. Really? They're not watching Stripes or anything, but they're watching Overboard. <laughs> well, they should be watching Soldier. Universal Soldier, I think I could take, but not Soldier. <laughs> Soldier's terrible. What I want to know is what happened to Jason Scott Lee, who was the bad guy in Soldier and yeah. played Bruce Lee in he, Dragon. He never went anywhere. I mean, but he had such a great presence on screen and shit. What happened to the guy? It's terrible. Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. And uh, let's not forget that Kurt Russell also paired up with Steven Seagal. Huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's not forget that. <laughs> well, you're really selling Russell here. He's he's looking real good right now. <laughs> that raises his stock a little bit, huh? This is this is why no one likes him. <laughs> <laughs> no one likes him because he's in fucking Fast and Furious Seven doing nothing. 
Why was he in that movie? Uh, that was a useless role. That was absolutely useless. That's Agent Coulson. They needed. Oh, Kurt Russell, you want to play Agent Coulson? It was there. Harrison Ford in The Expendables, right? Which is what they were trying to get Russell to do, and he said yeah. no. So he didn't do an ensemble movie, and then they threw some cash at him, and all of a sudden he became Agent Coulson Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> that's my rant about Kurt Russell for today's show. I feel, and I'm Andy Rooney. <laughs> there's, an old per- there's an old person's <laughs> reference for you. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. All right, well, that's this disjointed episode is going to be uh, closed out here. <laughs> so we want to thank you guys for enduring us this evening and uh, hanging with us. You can hear all of our past podcasts on MovieMavericks.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Pod Radio, wherever the hell you're getting these things. Oh, and Kurt Russell's boned mouth. Exactly. <laughs> wherever you get this from. <laughs> His mustache at this point, I think he's getting walrus proportions. Holy shit, he's got to wax that sucker. And uh, I mean, if he sneezes, he's fucked. Straight up. <laughs> You can't wipe with that kind of situation going on. You can't wipe. Kind of, you got the kind of mustache beard that's going on where, like, the nose hair connects. Oh, we lost you. Well, we lost you on Skype. We got you back. Oh, I'm high. Hi, how are you? <laughs> Kurt Russell knows you're talking about him. That son of a... He no, is it's... upset. <laughs> I don't want to piss off Wyatt Earp. I, really I, I felt the, the whiskers brush past me a little bit. He's He's gunning for us. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back with you soon for episode 286. Till then, speaking for Trevor Anderson, I'm Jason Rugard, and we are the Movie Mavericks. Oh my, another magnificent episode has come to an end. If you're craving more, set your destination to moviemavericks.com warp 9. Engage! Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.